that we are having that already bought the vision. So we're starting back in the kids area. They're going to learn how to do everything. And there is a discipleship program we're adopting, and we're going to be implementing that in the near future. And uh, so it's, it's a little, you know, for them, it's a commitment. And for the parents that bring them, it'll be a commitment. But how many knows that when we commit to something worthwhile, it's going to pay off great dividends? Because when they start getting, would you rather have your kids involved in the things of God? I mean, come on. Let's just be real. I mean, they can still do sports, and it's great to do sports, and I encourage you. And, and we can figure all that out. You can work together with whatever we need to do. Even little things, you know, just, it's amazing. I mean, I, you know, we, there's all kinds of things you can still do, and God will bless you for it and, and help you. I wanted to start this message today, and uh, it's a standalone message again. I did one last week. Next week, I'm starting a series for the next four weeks, Hearing the Voice of God. Because I believe it's important for you to be able to hear God. If he's going to talk to you, how many knows we need to, we need to know when he says something? I, I, you know, when I was a kid and we played outside and we, you know, we, all the neighborhood kids, we played together. When it was time, our moms or dads, but usually my mom would be yelling, telling me it's time to get in. Time to come in. And I could hear my mom's voice above any other mom. She had a distinct tone. Have mercy. And, uh, and if she used my middle name, I was already in trouble. But, uh, you know, I could hear, I could pick her voice out. We want you to be able to understand and hear God's voice and go, I got to do that. God just told me to do that. And when you do that, it's amazing. You take your natural self and you unleash supernatural things in your life. And that's how faith is operated. Understanding, remember, we've taught you this, the supernatural, it's already there. It has to then manifest in the natural. That spirit realm is what controls what happens in here. And so when we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God, we say things by faith, we believe by faith, and then that brings things to pass into this realm. Are you with me? Okay. Today we're going to talk about on your mark, get set, go. How many played that as a kid? You know, and this isn't just Red Rover, Red Rover, knock my arm off my shoulder. You know, that is one of those games. But uh, on your mark, it's real important. I love the title of this, your mark. Not my mark, not your mom's mark, not your dad, not Grandpa Joe's mark, not Uncle Lester's mark, your mark. Jesus said all the time, your faith has made you whole. Your mark. What are you marking? What are you, for your life, declaring? Are you ready to get things right or to get things on the move? I believe 2017 is going to be your best year yet. And to do that, I'm going to give you some things that are going to help you. They're just four simple things, but it's going to be your mark. You can mark. This is when I start. You know, one of the things that I don't like to do, I don't like to weigh. I don't know anybody else that likes to weigh. Maybe when you're thin, weighing is no big deal. You can get on the scale and the scale likes you. I I think the scale doesn't want to see me coming. I don't like to weigh, but here's the thing. Sometimes things are not comfortable, but if I don't weigh, I don't know what I have to do to get where I need to be. It is a mark. Turn to your neighbor and say, Mark. Turn to your neighbor and say, Luke. Thanks. (laughs) So we have to mark everything. There's parts that you're going to need. I need to measure that so that I know this is where I am. Thank God I'm not staying there. This is on my way. So I can live through some unpleasantry. I don't like my life now. I'm going to mark this, but I've determined, I've determined I'm not staying here. 
I've lived at this mountain. I've gone around it long enough. I grew up watching Fred Flintstone. And he ran around that building with Dino chasing him around that same window about 75 times. I don't want to go through that. I've been around the same mountain before, have you? And I think God is just like, and I want to get this thing right. Have you ever wondered why the Israelites took 40 years and none of them in the original group except two got through when it was an 11-day journey? They were doing a lot of mountain running. A lot of grumbling, a lot of complaining, a lot of just whining, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of just, you know, self-pity, a lot of excuses. It's not my fault, it's your fault. Can't get anywhere if it's always everybody else's fault and not yours. So we've got to work this thing out. So on your mark, get set, go. So I want to make changes in, in our lives and your lives that will stick. Four steps. So you can have your best year yet. Number one is give the word first place. If you want to make great changes in your life, then you got to prioritize what's most important. And the first place you need to start with is God and his word. There's nothing more important than God in your life, period. I have tried it the other way. I'm just telling you from experience. I have put her in front of God. It doesn't work. She doesn't like it. At first, I thought she did, but she doesn't because she doesn't want a man after she wants me after her, but she wants me after God's heart first. So you got to understand that we have to put him first, because when you put him first and they see that change or they see that happening, then everything else begins to fall in place. Say amen to that. You need to put him first. God doesn't share first place with anybody. Nobody. Nada. Zippo. Nobody can have his place. He won't take, you know, hey, we'll both share. No, 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 no. This is God and God alone. He's number one. L- let me tell you, that's why when I, when I do a teaching on giving, he talks about first fruit. He talks about first, uh, first offering. Listen, why did in the beginning Cain and Abel, if you read that account, Cain and Abel both brought offerings to God Abel brought first fruit. Cain brought, it says, over the course of time. So Cain brought, yeah, hey, okay, let's just, uh uh-huh, I'll take this one. No, I like that one. I'm leaving that one for me. And this, and yeah, yeah, boy, these look pretty good. Oh, he will like these. Abel just said, anything first is yours. You got to understand, God does not share first place. This principle has been, this is, it could change your life. There's people that go, I tithe. If you're not giving God first, you're not really tithing biblically. And when I've taught this, and people have changed that, because let me understand, let me, are you okay with this? The first check that I write when our pay comes in, the first check that she writes is the check to God. Now, I'm not trying to buy God. It's already his. It's already his. If you go... And, and you look at um, uh, accounts in the Old Testament. You remember the guy that hid stuff under the tent and all of that. Well, the Israelites, they were going to take 10 cities. Did you know that 10 is a great number? God uses it a lot. How many virgins were there? How many commandments? How many disciples? Just testing. <laughs> what I'm telling you is that number 10, that's, that, that's a testing number. That's, you know, here's what. Because God, all of that is God's. And that first portion redeems the rest. 
That's why Jesus was God's tithe. God gave his first and only son. That's why he was for us. That's why that works. So you got to understand, if I, if I put 10 $1 bills up here, and I'd say, what's the tithe of, of 10 $1 bills? Somebody's going to be smart enough to go, a dollar. That's 10% of $10. And I would say, yes. And then I would say, which one? The left one? The right one? The one in the middle? Which one of those 10 is God's? The first one spent is God's. You see, this is a heart condition. So, I mean, God's not legalistic. Like, if we got, we got money that came in, and, and, and she didn't get it recorded in time or didn't know about it. And she went to the grocery store and I said, oh, hey, we got, you know, 50 bucks. I, you know, just did this and $50 came in. Oh, I already spent. Well, God's that's OK, because this is a this is a heart condition, because it w- she would automatically have given him 10 percent of that if she had known that come in. Are you with me? So this isn't legalistic. This is just saying God is number one, no matter what. He is first. He doesn't share it. And if you'll take that little and say, you know what? Instead of saying, let me see how much money I have after I pay everything, then I'm going to give God his. Switch it and watch what happens. I mean, just that little simple thing. People have come back and said, let me just say how they would say, dude, man, that's huge. That's awesome. You know, because something happened and we got, I got blessed. I got this. I got that. Why? Because when you pay Ohio Edison first, it doesn't have the power to redeem the other rest of the money. The power lies in the first one, first portion, first fruit. Quick lesson. That's free from, and you know, that's good. All right. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful, uh, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So if we have to make an important decision, let's go to the word. God, let's get wisdom. Proverbs is a great book of full of wisdom. All uh, Proverbs talks about is, you know, don't do this. Do this. This is good. Be okay with this. This is great. Get some wisdom. What does God say? Look in your Bible. Does it have a concordance? What are you dealing with? Is it a, you know, are you looking at a new job? Are you looking at this? What would wisdom say? What, what are your, you know, gifts for that? How do you accomplish that? Get a peace from God. God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows the decision you're about to make, and he wants to tell you and instruct you to help you get to that place. He knows what will bring joy in your life. He also knows what will bring sadness. Have you ever done something you're like, I wish I could redo that? Kim and I were just talking the other day, and we both said, if I could rewind, wouldn't you like to go? I'd love to rewind some things 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 10 minutes, or whatever it is. Fact is, once it's played, you got to either, if it's wrong, repent and move forward. Can't do anything about the past. Except you cannot let it haunt you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. His mercies are new every morning. And his, his, his blood works or it don't, folks. So, you know, true repentance is not being caught. It's just, I wish I could do it over. I'm sorry. Does that make sense? Okay. Putting God number one. You need his wisdom. You need his word. Meditate on it. Spend time in it. Trust your heavenly father. Here's our second thought for this morning. Pray and fast. I don't mind as much the pray part. Not real crazy about the the fast part. I wish fast was just getting there quickly. (laughs) 
But, you know, it's talking about sometimes, you know, you're going to need maybe just to tell some other things no so you can listen to some some spiritual things. Uh, And you might not have to do that. And see, what we do is the enemy will get you and he'll blow things out of proportion. Doesn't he do that well? He's a booger and a half. He'll do stuff and he'll make you, oh boy, you know, I remember one time I decided to go on a fast and I was, you know, I was like, yeah, so because the next door neighbor lady, she was diagnosed with cancer and they didn't know if she would make it and it was in her throat and the Lord impressed on me to pray and fast for her for 10 days. I had never done that before. And I'm like, okay. And I told Kim, I'm going to pray and fast. I think I did three days and I did a five day I might have did a seven day and that that was not eating anything. That was just drinking water at the time. And the 10 day, I'd never done a 10 day. And sure enough, it was like day two or something. Somebody comes over to the house. Ding dong. Hey, buddy, I got pizza. Come on, let's eat. I wanted to eat that pizza. That's almost like Kevin on Home Alone. Your very own cheese pizza. You know, there's steam just coming off that. And you just want, I'm like, I can't eat that. Basically, I want to get behind me, Satan. (laughs) But I didn't eat it and all that. And the story goes, you know, and I'm towards the last day on the 10th day. I'm like, Lord, I don't even know if I I don't know when she's home, how to pray for her. When am I going to get to pray for her? And of all the the times this could ever happen, the mail person switched our mail, supposedly by mistake that day. I got her mail. She got mine. And I got the mail. I'm like, so I went over to give her mail and she was home. I got to pray for her. Other people were praying besides me. She went to the doctor, had the surgery. They opened her up and said, cancer's completely gone. Isn't he good? Sometimes you're going to have to pray and fast and just say, you know what? You're more important than what I think I need. And I need to hear from you. And if you need to hear from him, praying and fasting may be your answer. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Old and New Testament. Uh, Ezra 8.23, we fasted and entreated our God for this and he answered our prayer. Nehemiah loved this. Now, check this out. When I heard thee, I sat down and wept. In fact, uh, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed uh, to the God of heaven. I love uh, just the fact of all the things that happened in Nehemiah rebuilding the wall. I love that because he, he understood what the Lord wanted, and he wouldn't come down because God gave him a task. And he built that wall in 52 days, what they said couldn't happen. 52 days. You realize 52 days is like a month and a half. That's not even two months. That's incredible. And this is a wall around the city. And he just said, here's your spot. Here's your spot. Take care of this. That's like a, just like a football team. You're the guard. You're the tackle. You're the center. Don't let anybody pass you. You can't worry about him. You better worry about that dude in front of you. Make it happen. Because the quarterback's counting on the team people to stop whoever's coming in to get him. Say amen to that. God is wanting you to understand this is going to be awesome. This is going to be your year. God, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? Acts says this. One day these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul uh, for the special work to which I have called him or called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. God, through his people... Gave them answers as they fasted and as they prayed. Getting direction. What do I do? All of those things. How do, I, how do we make this happen? So, you know, all of these things are what you need. Examples through scripture of fasting and praying. Or monumental decisions. If you've got a big decision, then pray. And the enemy will blow things out of proportion. 
You might all of a sudden, because he's a, he's a tricky little booger. He'll tell you, you need to fast for 500 days. Because he wants you dead. You might only have to fast, listen to me, you may only have to fast one meal. You may not have to fast any meals, but have to fast social media. You may have to just fast your favorite program of TV that night and spend that 30 minutes just seeking God. Help me. It doesn't mean, what is it going to require? Some of it is just a matter of just putting our hand to it. It might be, it might even be, I hate to say this, it might be fasting the gym just for, and go at a later time. But I'm used to going, but what if you need to seek God now? Whatever that is, I, I, whatever that looks like. So just begin to say God. How about, how many remember Jehoshaphat? That's just fun to say, isn't it? Jehoshaphat. But he, you know, they prayed and they, they sought the Lord and he said, listen, send the praisers first. Now, you can have some studly praisers, I'm sure. Absolutely, you know, hey. <laughs> you can have some people that are just, they look like they're, the, but I'm, you know, on the whole, when I think of praise and worshipers, if I'm going to attack somebody, I need more than a flute. I need more than a harp and I need more than a tambourine, you know, I led worship one time with a tambourine and the little ninja things on it that make the noise. <laughs> they were coming off. I didn't know it. And I was beating that tambourine on my leg and those things were flying out into the, into the crowd. And I was watching people going. And I'm thinking, wow, man, there are busting moves out there. They're, they were actually dodging little ninja stars I was sending out there. And people come up and say, we can't go sleep when you're up there. Listen to me, though. I mean, you want something to happen. You're wanting, ah, oh, but God doesn't always do things the way that we think. You know, and they, he told them a song. Here's the song. They gave him this song, and, and you can look it up and see what the song is rather than me tell you. But, you know, it's not like this song, like, I will cut your head, I will, t-. you know, it's not one of those. It's just like, it's one of those tambourine songs. Ah, you know, it's one of those songs. And, and if I was Jehoshaphat, I'd be thinking, can we have like a more manly song? Could we have like, you know, because I'm going, you know, anything. Or give me some rocky music, you know, something. But no, but here's the deal. It wasn't to stir the people up. It was to stir him up. So when we begin to put God first and we begin to seek him and he gets stirred up, that's all we need. Because if daddy's stirred up, I mean, he's just like, come on. He, he already told Clint Eastwood that line, make my day. I mean, he's ready to go. So if we understand this principle, he knows where the enemy is. He told Gideon, you got too many men. Everybody's going to think you did it on your own. Get rid of these guys. The guys that are afraid, you can tell them they can go home. I love them. Just tell them if they're afraid, they can go home. A bunch of them left. Now take them down to the water. Whoever drinks with their hand and whoever drinks with their mouth, tell some of them to go home. He ends up with 300 guys. Now, I'm sure they're pretty studly. But 300 against thousands. But God has a plan. And God does it his way, and the rest is history. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be God's way. So you're going to have to seek him and pray and fast. Here's number three. Start small. Start small. You can't always start big. I've always, you know, you have a tendency, especially in America. Would you like to biggie size that? 
for 89 more cents, we can give you a big drink. And a, but you know, the portions, and who doesn't want it biggie size? But really, the portions are, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's why I'm going to the gym today. <laughs> because, <laughs> honey, I'm home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, you know, we, we live in a biggie size portion. You know, everybody's want to hear biggie, 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 biggie. You know, but what if we were just saying, you know what, God, I'm going to start where I am. I'm going to use what I got and I'm going to do what I can. Instead of saying, ah, oh, I want to I want this. I want that. Uh, you know, and we we do that. We want what we see at Z and we're starting with a and we don't want any of the B, C, D, E, F all the way there. But that's where we learn. You know, sometimes people have been doing this a little longer than you. You know, we, you want something they have, not that you're trying to covet, but you're like, I want to be there. But you don't know what it took them to get there. And if we understand that, we need to understand sometimes if you give somebody something and they have nothing or no consequence of, on how that happened, they don't care if anything happens to it. They don't care what it took to get there. And they can't stay there because they have no character to hold what they just got. So there's battles that we have to fight. We have to fight the private battle. The battle of ourselves, you know, sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. We can't do it. We uh, look what we did. We made all these mistakes and na, 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 na. But God says, listen, I've called you. Did God say? If you know what God said and he told you to do something, that's your number one. He's number one. It doesn't matter what I think. It's what he thinks. I might not have two nickels to rub together, but if he says wealth and riches are in my house, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to put my hand to it. And what's going to happen? Wealth and riches are going to start coming to my house. Second battle we got to fight is the public battle. So if we're not careful, we don't know what to do once we get in the limelight. You know, I, you can be a, a, a star football player. Trevor can tell you this. You can score and all that, but it's a team effort. That's how that ball got there. He's a quarterback. If he can't throw the ball, he doesn't have time to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? So if you listen to people that we got to understand so we got to we can't sit there and go oh yeah i'm all that in a bag of chips because we won't have the character to stay where we're at and the third battle is is the promised land you can't have the promised land if you can't do the other two battles because you won't be able to stay matter of fact you probably won't even get there so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pray we're gonna have to seek god we're gonna have to start small statistics say this it takes 21 days to start a new habit 21 days. Sometimes that's tough, isn't it? 21 days seems like 21 years. <laughs> but if you'll just be diligent and say, oh, you know what, I'm going to mark out 21 days. I'm going to believe this. I'm going to start doing this. You know, if you start getting up, I have people that will tell me, I'm not a morning person. My wife is not normally a morning person, but because for 21 days of prayer and fasting, she had to get up for 21 days. Guess what? She starts waking up now. Now she's up earlier than she's ever been, than I can remember and, and, and she's doing all the stuff that she has believed. Why? Because now her body is used to that. In the beginning, you know what you do? I don't want to get up. But you've got to determine, God, if anybody's going to make a change, it's got to start with me. It's got to be small, and it's got to be manageable. Well, why do you say small, Brett? I'm saying there are people who say, I, you know, I used to manage a, a gym. I used to manage a fitness center years ago before I was a pastor. And there'd be people that come in and go, I want to look like this. And they'd say that, and I'd be, okay, let's get you started. And they'd say, no, I want to do more. No, no, let's just get you started. No, I want to do more. No, let, let, listen to me, listen to me. No, 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 you don't understand. 20 years ago, 
But you're not 20 years ago. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're old. I'm just saying. And I've seen people do this. You know, I, OK, OK, uh, mm, I'm just trying to warn you. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And later they're not coming out because they're back in the back saying hello to the toilet. Hello. Or they passed out and we've had to call the squad. Seriously. And, and, and they're, you know, they're just pale and white. And they, we, you know, they're, we called the squad. Why? Because they tried to take on so much. And I, their heart says yes, but sometimes you've got to take what's manageable. It might stretch you a little bit, but take what's manageable. Or the next day, the next time they came in, they're like, I hate you. Because they're walking like, you know, Tim Conway. You make me so mad. <laughs> because their body sore. It's not used to being stretched that way. So start small and start saying, okay, what could I do? If, you know, if you want an exercise program, then how could I change you know, the diet, so, you know, what would be manageable? Because small changes can make a big difference. Say that with me. Small changes make a big difference. Years ago, I went to, I was working at, uh, at Ponderosa. That's where I met Kim. This is, this is BK, before Kim. And uh, a bunch of us guys, we, we decided we're going to the beach in Delaware. So we did. We, we all picked a day, and we went to the beach in Delaware. And afterwards, I mean, we got there like 10 o'clock or so. We left about 2 o'clock, or, and we decided to hit Burger King on the way home. You know, I don't know if you like a Whopper or not. I know a couple in here that don't, but I do. But I'm, you know, and the one guy that was going with us, he's like, man, I am, I got myself on a diet. But, yeah, we can go to Burger King. So, okay. We went to Burger King, and this guy was in front of me ordering. This is what he orders. True story. Whopper um, with cheese, Whopper Jr., fry, pie, shake, diet drink. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, dude, I thought you said you were on a diet. And this is straight faced. He said, I am. I'd have never ordered that diet drink before. <laughs> you got to be smarter than that. Because he didn't lose anything. <laughs> But just start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. Just say, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is manageable for me. So ask God, and again, put all these together. If you ask God, he's going to tell you, here's what you could start with. I can't afford a gym membership. What could you do at home? You know, there's a lot of things you could do at home that don't cost you anything. And my wife mentioned Planet Fitness. This is, I guess, kind of a plug for them. But you can join there for 10 bucks with no contract. 10 bucks. That's up to you. So, I mean, whatever works... If that's something that you're interested in. Uh, if you want to dream big, sometimes we got to, you know, we got to start small. Small changes help us kickstart bigger dreams. So we're doing that. Successful people do what the average person wants to do, but they put it off. Successful people do what the average person wants to do, but they don't. They put it off. So successful people just say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to start here. I'm going to do that. Over time, small things add up to great changes. You got to start speaking faith. You got to quit speaking death to stuff. I have people will say, you know what? I'll never have a house like that. Can I tell you what you just, you're securing your future. You'll never have a house like that. Don't say that to yourself. I'll never be out of debt. Don't speak that to yourself. If, then you're going to struggle to get out of debt. Quit telling yourself, I'm always going to be this way. I'll never lose weight. Don't tell yourself that. I have on my phone. My metabolism, my metabolism is the metabolism of a young man. 
It burns fat 24-7. Weight is falling off me. You might say, you're a nut. What's new? But I'm speaking life. I'm speaking, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I got a fat-burning machine for a body. Because it's been a fat-collecting machine. So I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to speak life. So watch what you're talking and, and look at what comes out of your mouth. Listen to what, you know, let the Holy Spirit tell you what's coming out of your mouth. Here's our last thought for today. So we're going to speak the end result. We're going to speak faith. What do you want? Remember, I taught that one message before I give you a point four. Uh, I taught you that one message, and that's the way I want it. And I just heard somebody else say that. And I thought, oh, I got to remember that. So if you're saying, I'll never get out of debt, and that's the way I want it. Really? I'll never pay my cars off, and that's the way I want it. I'll never be able to go on vacation, and that... So you got to stop that and speak the end result. I'll pay these cars off and I'll be able to travel wherever God wants me to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live, I'm going to bless people, I'm going to have a great life. This is the year of great things. Here's number four. You're going to have to take the leap. Just do it. Just take the leap and do it. You know there's people that go to the swimming pool? Or if you even go to a lake or something, there's those people that do this. It's cold. And then there's those people that do this. And they just kind of get out until it gets up to here. And then up to here. And they stay there for a little while. And they splash it. You know, they just play. Then you have those people that are like, Geronimo! And they just push. Sometimes just just take the leap and just do it. Just, all right, God, I'm all in. Because when you put your faith in his hands and you are all in, man, it's amazing what starts in motion. It's amazing what begins to happen, not only for what things that are happening that God is bringing to you, but how you feel inside. You know something's changed. Something's clicked. Something's different. There have been times God has touched me and when I realize something's changed, I am not the same. Something has changed. Something in my DNA has now activated my destiny. Something has changed inside. And I've been able to tell my wife, I'm not the same that I was because something has changed. And I'll tell you what it is. God has changed me. And God will change you. Because he's constant. He doesn't change. But if we will line up and start saying, all right, I can do this. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to take that leap. Proverbs 13, 4 says, lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. There's really no easy shortcut to the things that matter, is there? You know, if you really want, I wish there was some pill, even though they advertise, take all the weight off you want. Just take this pill, 1995, just pay shipping and handling. And it'll melt fat while you sleep. Some of you are like, he knows I bought that. I don't know. <laughs> and if you act in the next 10 minutes, we'll send you a free bottle. Just play an extra $44 for shipping and handling. <laughs> if you want to write a book, what's it going to take to write a book? If you want to change careers, you want to improve your marriage. What are you doing to get what you want? Faith without works is dead. Remember that. So put your faith out there. What's it going to take? Write it out. Put your hand to it. God says he'll bless the work of our hands. And even in heaven, if you don't do anything, zero plus zero is still zero. 
So you've got to put your hand to something. If you do the same thing every day in and every day out, you can't expect different results. Now, if you're doing something that God has told you to do and it's just slow in motion, then maybe you can get some results with that. I get it. There are some things that you just keep doing the right thing consistently. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just saying if you have had no success, it's not been God ordered, then you need to look and see where you got your orders from. And start doing what God has asked you to do. If you want to write a book, like I said, is there a writer's group in Marion? Is there, you know, what what is it going to take? What do I need to do? Find somebody that's written a book. How did you do that? You know, if somebody uh, lost weight and you were like, how did you lose all that weight? And I know you're like, he's talking a lot about weight. Well, okay, that's in my sphere right now. But listen, then you want to find out how they do that. I mean, when I was a kid, we went, we'd always go to Michigan on vacation. My sister would remember this. We had these one guys we called the walleye boys. And walleyes, if you like fish, it's a great eating fish. And, and they come back in to the camp, and they have these huge walleyes. And everybody in the camp, they'd be in the fish house cleaning those, and there'd be like 10 or 15 people around that fish house just like, woo. And, of course, the, you, we want to know, where'd you get them? Because so everybody wants to go fishing there. So we'd say, where'd you get them? This is a true story. The guy'd go, water. <laughs> huh. So you got him in the water. Yep. Where? Lake. He's not telling you because he doesn't want. So this is what we do. People were waiting on them to get in their boat. And we were like doing. There they go. And we follow. Them. Don't get too close. We finally followed them and, you know, found out their spot and all that stuff. But I'm just saying you got to say if you want to know how to do something, find somebody that's done it. And, and, and then learn from that. What's it going to take? Discover the process, make it happen. So what do you want to dream for? Make a list, schedule it on your planner, make a vision board. I I just found a bulletin board in our storage room. I'm going to pull it out this week to my wife's already got hers. I'm going to create one for me because the Bible says without vision, the people perish. I want to put things in front of me. What's really important to you? You know, whatever your goal is, I want to be, I want to go on vacation. Where do you want to go? Put a picture of that on your vision board. We need a second car. Okay, what kind of car do you want? Put that on your vision board. I want to pay for my kids' education. All right, put that on your vision board. What college are they going to? I I don't know what your vision is, but keep it in front of you. When you see the board, put it when you pray, when you read, so you can declare those things that are on your board. Thank you, God. You've made every provision for that to happen. Thank you, Father, for that car. I thank you, God. It's going to be great when that shows up. And then God's going to show you what you can do to help that. That's how that works. Faith without works is what? All right. Give your neighbor a high five. What you keep in front of you will guide you. I'm almost finished. Diligently work to fulfill your plans. I'm believing 2017 is going to be your best year yet. The year that you're like, this is incredible. This is where I made the difference. This is God. This is where we marked it. And look. Look at where I'm at. I'm not there yet, but thank God I'm not clear back here. I'm on my way. I challenge you today to put those four things in place. Put God first. I mean, that, if, you, if you don't do any other thing, put him first. The rest, he'll tell you the rest. But start doing that. Pray and fast and start small and then take the leap. Just do it. Okay, God, I'm in. I'm going to do it. You know, some of the things when we're talking about giving, I'm just telling you, it was a sacrifice. It was tough. 
and I, you know, sometimes people ask, oh, so what do you do? And, and I would be silly enough to tell them, how much do you get? And I'd tell them. And they would just rake me over the coals. I learned I don't have to tell everybody everything. Because some people don't, they, they just want to use information against you. Because they're, they're either jealous or, or whatever. And I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just saying, be wise. Okay? And God's got great plans for you. We believe this is going to be your best year yet. I believe this year, and this is my own belief, and, I, and we're going to finish this out. I believe that we're going to have to add another service. We, we will. I mean, it, you know, we're already getting past the 80% rule in the second service. First service is continually growing. So it's, it's going to happen. So whether we add it on Sunday morning or Saturday, whatever God says, that's what we're going to do. But you know what's going to happen? More people are going to find Jesus. It's going to infect this city. Things are changing. And we get the opportunity to push the kingdom and he's going to use you to do it in such a way that people are going to be like, what is going on? And we're not, we're not in this for ourselves. We're in this for God because he saved us. You know, my kids have all come to me when they were little. They've seen like, well, daddy, you, you know, you and mom, you're given this much. And we just basically said we were set free by Jesus. I mean, basically, that's what God has set us free. We gladly give because it's not mine. He'll do the same for you. I'm believing it. God's going to do great things for you in 2017. Stand to your feet and give him some praise.